Hey, you know, one true fact is that podcasts are growing like crazy. There's a good reason for this. They're a highly engaging method to reach a target audience. True Wealth Investors is growing as a result of more people knowing who I am and how I can help them. Growth Podcasting is the one I rely on to help me reach more listeners. They're a digital marketing agency that does one thing very well. They help podcasts grow. Marketing a podcast is a skill that's difficult to master and it's why so many podcasts go unheard of. Growth podcasting are experts at this skill. If you want to start a podcast or you want your podcast to reach more people, then go to growthpodcasting.com today. Learn more about what they offer. Trust me, it's worth it. I couldn't be doing this without them. Check out growthpodcasting.com today. Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast. They show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. Today we're talking about how to buy a house that is unlisted. So, so many people are used to the idea that when you buy a house, you're dealing with a realtor and a house that's been listed on the multiple listing service or the MLS. But a lot of times, we as real estate investors are dealing with houses that aren't listed publicly on the MLS. We're dealing with houses that really nobody knows are for sale. Since that's new to a lot of people, we're going to go just through the process in general, how it's done. So normally you're going to come across someone who wants to buy their or wants to sell their house, um, but they haven't listed it for sale. And that could be for a number of reasons. Maybe they're busy and they don't have time. Maybe they feel like there are repairs they have to do on the house and they don't have the money to do it. Could be that they had to move out of the area and the house is just kind of a nuisance and they're busy with other things. Whatever the reason, they want to sell, but they haven't called a realtor to actually list it. So a lot of times you come across these sellers just from word of mouth. You know, if you start telling everybody um, what you're doing and that you're buying, sooner or later you'll have somebody reach out to you and say, hey, I have a house I want to sell. Um, but you can also do marketing. A lot of people do um, different types of marketing. Um, you can do ads on Facebook. You can do bandit signs that you put out by the road for people to call. You can do truck signs. If you've been to a uh, real estate investing conference, then you've seen all the vehicles in the parking lot with the We Buy Houses signs on the side. Um, or you can do direct mail marketing where you send out postcards or letters. And you can do a ringless voicemail. There's a whole bunch of different ways to reach out and try and find those sellers. Once you get sellers calling you, you want to talk to them and build some rapport. Since there's no realtor as an intermediary, really you're, you need to build rapport with that seller so that if it works out correctly, come to terms or come to an agreement on how to buy their house. And if you're getting a lot of seller calls, you really need to screen those phone calls to know what's a legitimate lead and what's just somebody calling kind of to kick the tires and see what you're willing to pay. When you get those first calls, definitely build rapport, get to know them a little bit and also screen them so that you don't waste time going to check out every house uh, that somebody calls about. If, you, uh, if you're talking to them and you feel like, hey, this could, 
this has some potential, I think this could be a deal, then even before I go look at the house, I like to start discussing terms with the seller. So I'll explain to the seller while I'm building rapport and getting to know them um, that we buy houses for all cash where we purchase it at a discount. So I get it in their mind that we're going to purchase this house at a discount if I give them cash. Or if they will give me financing, then we can pay a lot more. I, I like to set it up up front, put it in their mind that if we go forward with this, either they're going to sell at a discount or they're going to need to give me financing, one of the two. Assuming everything's still going well and they're still interested, then uh, you schedule a time to go to the house and inspect the property. And generally, um, if they're living at the house or they'll meet you, if they're out of town, um, they can have somebody meet you or sometimes they'll put a lockbox on the house, something like that. But you're going to go out to the property and you're just going to check out the property see what condition it's in if you're not familiar with the neighborhood you want to check out the neighborhood and the location and you're going to look for what repairs need done what it's going to take to get it ready to rent or if you're doing a flip or wholesale come up with a uh, estimate on what it what the repairs are going to be um, to get it ready for a retail sale if you're not quite comfortable with that process and inspecting it, then some alternatives are you can have a contractor that you work with go with you. That contractor might be more familiar with estimating costs and knowing uh, what would be involved to get it ready for sale or rent. Or you can hire a property inspector. And the property inspector is going to look for any major issues with the house. Um, generally, they won't won't give advice on cosmetic things, you know, um, whether the carpet is still good or whether the fixtures need replaced, but they'll look at major issues, whether they're structural issues or things like that. So if you're new to it, that could be a way uh, to feel a little more secure with your, your buying choices. So once you have talked to the seller, inspected the property or met them at the house and looked at their house, then you're going to come to terms. So you're going to talk about how much you're going to pay. Are you paying it all cash? Are you doing some kind of seller financing where you'll pay them over time? And you can structure those a whole bunch of different ways. But once you and the seller come to, to agree on the terms of how you're going to buy the house, then you're going to write that up in a purchase contract. I like to take the purchase contract with me um, when I meet them the first time and when I inspect the house because if, you know, I've had it where they agree to really great terms and if it's a no-brainer, I don't have to think about it, then I want to go ahead, write that contract out and sign it with them right away. If it's more typical situation where we haven't quite agreed on terms. I want to, you know, review how much the rehab costs are going to be. Then I'll meet with them, come back, and then I'll call them again and discuss the terms. And when we come to an agreement, then we sign the contract. So a purchase contract is nothing complicated. 
the purchase contract I use is just a simple two-page form and I write in there's you know a couple of blank paragraphs where I write in the terms how much is an earnest deposit how much is cash what the seller is going to finance I just write out the details um, that me and the seller have already agreed to verbally and then we both sign it and after that purchase contract is signed then I submit that purchase contract to the title company I kind of tell the title company uh, what I want to do with this purchase so they'll do a title search and title insurance if we want that um, they'll schedule the closing with the seller if it timing wise doesn't work out that I'm gonna be there at the same time as the seller they'll meet the seller to sign the documents at one time and they'll meet me to sign them at another time and really um, once the contract is with the title company they take care of the the rest of the details if I need documents drawn up and I don't have those documents let's say it's a seller finance deal and I didn't have the land contract then the title company will hire an attorney to draw up the land contract to reflect the terms that I have already uh, agreed to with the seller. Finding a good title company is a, a great uh, step if you're going to be buying houses that aren't listed. So I hope this helps. I hope you get some idea for kind of the progression of how to buy a house when the seller hasn't listed their house or it's there's no realtor involved it really is a simple process and uh, there's a little you know mystery to it when you aren't used to it um, but it is a simple process you can do it hope this helps if you have any questions about it or want more clarification reach out to me on our website or on social media i'd be glad to help Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.